With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. My name's Jake, and today I am joined by Billy. Billy, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. And I'm also joined by Craig. Craig, how's things over there, mate? Hello. Windy. Windy, Windy and rainy. Yeah. We, outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not your outside, yeah. <laughs> Billy, I bet it's, it's the opposite for you, mate. Is it living old in a sunny space? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not quite freezing, but it's not... It's not warm either, although the sun sun and no clouds were out today. So, oh, yeah, it's not, I can't complain really, can I? <laughs> yeah, I had snow where I was, so yeah, you can't really complain too much. <laughs> <laughs> not too much, though, thankfully, not too much. Enough to make a snowball, that's about it. But, uh, lads, obviously, it's Thursday, we're back and we are talking transfers amongst other bits and bobs. But, Billy, we'll start with the one that I know you're sort of making quite a lot of noise about, and that's the Felipe Coutinho to Aston Villa deal. Craig, I do want to start with you though first, uh, rather than Billy. We'll keep Billy waiting a little bit longer. <laughs> what do you think about this deal if it goes ahead? I know it's not completed yet, but Coutinho... Yeah, if, left- it go- if it goes ahead for Villa, it's a massive signing and a massive state of intent by Stevie G to get players in of that quality. Um, we all know what he can do. We've seen him play for, you know, we, you especially know what he can do. He's a fantastic footballer. When he moved to Barcelona from Liverpool, I was a bit, oh, what are you going over there for? You know, you should, you should really stay. He, I think he should have stayed at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Went over to Barcelona and flopped. Um, and you can see that that's really, really, really knocked his confidence yeah. um, for the, you know, for the time when we do see him playing, um, which is very short. I don't think he went to Bayern Munich for a little while, didn't he? Yeah, he um, did, yeah. Again, didn't really pull up any trees at Bayern Munich either to you know to make anyone stand up and go, "Oh yeah, we got to try and get him." Um, finds himself back at Barcelona, and obviously a loan move to the Premiership is 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 on the table for him. Now I understand it's Aston Villa, and I understand that there's four or five other clubs interested in getting his signature. Um, Arsenal being one of them, I think. If if we're to if we're to believe the rumours that I've been reading, that Edu has actually gone in for him as well. So I'm not too sure. How true that would be for Arsenal, really, especially with having Partey, you know, Lukonga, Smith Rowe, Xhaka. Um, I'm not too sure if that will be true um, of him turning up at Arsenal. But for Aston Villa, it'll be a great, great signing. And like I said, a massive, a massive statement of intent from Steven Gerrard. I have to agree with you, mate. I think, I think that the statement alone is a big one. If you can pull a player of Coutinho's, we know he's got quality. It's just not worked out Barcelona. That happens to, to players that, you know, they'll move somewhere and it doesn't quite work out. Like you say, we know his quality from the Premier League. He's done it at Liverpool. And, you know, he did it in an average Liverpool side all the way up to the, the team that you sort of see now. So we know how good he is. Billy, how excited are you about the prospect of potentially getting someone of Coutinho's quality in at Villa Park? 
I think you could just tell by my smile, can't you? <laughs> I I am absolutely buzzing if this transfer does obviously come through. Um, the biggest stumbling block at the minute is, if you believe the rumours anyway, is the wages and Barca want it to be a mandatory buying clause instead of an optional that Villa would obviously prefer. Um, one of them's got to move, but apparently the rumours are saying that talks are progressing well and it should be done slash confirmed slash made his mind up tomorrow. So, yeah, it's like you say, it's a massive statement of intent and ambition that just shows where this club really wants to go. Um, I think one of the biggest things is Steven Gerrard. He's, he would be crucial in this um, in this transfer. I really don't think, and I think we can all agree that Dean Smith just would not be able to get this one over the line. Mm-hmm. Whereas Steven Gerrard, not only he knows Coutinho personally, apparently their families were very close as well while they were at Liverpool. It's it's just the name and the aura that Steven Gerrard brings. And to have, to for Philippe Coutinho to be that first signing, although it may be alone, in that Steven Gerrard era just shows where this club wants to go. And if we can just get half the player that Liverpool had, if we can get a £70 million Coutinho instead of £140 million Coutinho, <laughs> then I'll be absolutely buzzing. Yeah, I I agree. I I think it, you know the Gerard connection definitely helps with 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 Coutinho. You know Coutinho came to Liverpool when he was a young lad over from you know uh, Italy when uh, Inter Milan yeah, came from. Inter Milan. So he, was, he was a young boy and and Gerard was obviously his captain there and no doubt took him under his wing and and, and sort of helped him in in his early years. You know, he, and I imagine Coutinho has got a great deal of respect for Gerard, and and will want to build on that relationship. Billy, one thing I do want to ask: Where do you see Coutinho if he does sign fitting into this Villa side? Um, I think for the moment, before Leon Bailey's back, I think it'll be Coutinho and Buendia, just either side of either Watkins and Danny Ings. I don't think he's going to be a direct Buendia replacement, although he's not been the player that we thought he would be. Wendy has been a bit underwhelming since coming in in the summer. However, there certainly are glimpses. You saw the pass against Brentford that he played through. He really is starting to, although it's slow, although it's been very slow, he is starting to tick over and show those glimpses. And I, I think that someone like Coutinho to come in alongside him and to help him is only is it's only going to do wonders. I think. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think, you know, when you bring in someone of that quality as well, he's going to boost the players around him. Mm. Um, Craig, and what uh, it will do for the youngsters as well. Sorry for interrupting there, but it'd just be massive for the oh, youngsters. Yeah. For, I mean, I, I, there's a video that's been going around on Twitter of Jack Grealish in the summer saying that he, he looks at Philippe Coutinho's, um, like, a compilation before, before games and stuff like that. It's like, that just shows you... <laughs> how much of an impact he will have on the young players at the at the club. I know Jack Grealish isn't obviously at the club anymore, but get rid of the student and bring in the master. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a statement there from Billy. <laughs> Greg, if you if you know if the rumours are sort of believed at your end, if Coutinho was to come into Arsenal, where did you where would you see him slotting into your side? Well, you see, I can't, you see. That's the thing. I can't see him sl- yeah. slotting in because you've got Odegaard, you've got Smith-Rowe. this season, both of them. Yeah, you know, if is going to c- turn up to Arsenal, he's certainly not going in alongside Granit Xhaka or, or Thomas Partey. Yeah, so, no to bring to bring Philip Coutinho to Arsenal, I, I don't think it happened on the simple on the simple premise that what are you going to do with Odegaard? I mean, who, who, what's he going to come to Arsenal for? Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's, yeah. it's it's between Odegaard and Smith Rowe for that cam position um, that, they're, that, that they're playing in at the moment at Arsenal. That Mikhail Arteta has you know got Odegaard really firing in there, silent but deadly, Martin Odegaard. Um, you, you don't hear his name much, but you know if you look he back and watch highlights, moments, controls he? the game so much, controls the game so much, um, and that's why I love him so much because he's just silent, silent but deadly. Um, so yeah, bring Coutinho in. That means Smith Rowe goes down the pecking order again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Perhaps he. Perhaps if he does turn up at Arsenal, perhaps Mikel Arteta's got. I don't know. Perhaps Mikel Arteta's got more ideas on it. But um, 
I'd, I'd be very surprised if he turned up at Arsenal, to be honest yeah, with you. I'm very, uh, very surprised. I mean, there were talks he was coming last year um, on loan um, from Barcelona. It was met with a bit of, you know, uh, with the fan base, because, I mean, at the time, you know, we were looking for players. We were looking for new, you know, we were looking for new players and not players that everyone else had been linked with. Do you know what I mean? Um, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, everyone was linked with Philip Coutinho um, in that in that transfer window. I can't see him coming to Arsenal. I think he'll sign I, for Aston Villa. I think I think you'll you'll want to get away from the 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 older player, big wage sort of thing that you've been, been stumped with as well. Well, yeah, yeah. I, 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 and I, you know. I think with Mikel Arteta's last, you know, last few transfers, you can definitely see that that's that's what he wants. He wants the cheaper. Mm. What what he's doing is he's going out into the market and he's finding the the gems. Do you know? I mean, Tommy yeah, Asu yeah. cost us. Fifteen million pounds or something stupid like that. Do you know, like Aaron Ramsdale, twenty-four million pounds. All right, we've got to pay a bit more now because of his appearances and all that kind of thing. Lukonga, Tavares. Um, you know, he's brought in Martinelli. Brought in. Um, he, he's really pushed on Smith Rowe, Kieran Tierney, Gabriel, Ben White. I mean, you can see what he's trying to do there. So, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be like I said, mate. I'd be very surprised if. Um, if he turned up at Arsenal and um, I want him to go to Villa for Billy's sake. I want him to go to Villa for Billy. <laughs> there you go, Billy. You've had the seal of approval from Craig. There you go. <laughs> Coutinho to Villa. I think, I think that's the, the most likely option uh, if he was to leave Barcelona. I think that's probably where he'll mm. go. Um, I can't see many other sides in the Premier League looking at Philippe Coutinho and, and, and going, I think yeah, the- he'll fit into our side. I think the only other one really would be Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Because, well, his wages, now, his wages yeah. are going to be big. His <laughs> wages are going to yeah. be big. Yeah, I mean, so, it, it's reported that he's on about 380000 a week. So that it's understandably, that's where the stumbling block has been in negotiations yeah. and that, how much forget we're paying. Don't forget that's Euros though. So, yeah, what, yeah, you know, what you'll get in England. I mean, what's he going to command? I mean, he's mm. not, I, don't re- I don't reckon he'll come for anything less than 250 a week. Oh, definitely not. No, and yeah. I think that this is another thing that it, it's just been all over my Twitter today saying things like the the wages are the stumbling block and then Villa apparently, if we're going to, because Barcelona need to get him off the books to yeah, even register do. for Ad Torres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've just signed a player for 50 million there that, who they can't even register yet. So they want to get, they want to get hit, cutie, someone off the books as soon as possible. And then we're saying that, all right, we'll pay 50 to 70%, but that means that we want to pay less in in the summer. Yeah. And it, it's it's this whole thing. They do the negotiating and hopefully I'll see, I'll see Coutinho in a Villa shirt by the end of January, <laughs> hopefully by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, don't want to keep it dragging on too long. Don't want to keep Absolutely it Absolutely not. But uh, moving on to a transfer that has been confirmed and... Uh, I don't think it was a shock to anyone that Newcastle made the first real big signing of the summer. Uh, Kieran Trippier. The summer? Uh, the, the winter, sorry. <laughs> I'm uh, talking about snow and I'm already... <laughs> Over in Australia, are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish. But yeah, the first big uh, transfer of the winter window. Uh, Kieran Trippier moving to Newcastle from sunny Atletico Madrid. For about twelve million pounds, lads. I don't know about you, but I thought it was a strange transfer rumor. And then when it was pretty much confirmed, I was I was sort of questioned it. But Craig, I'll come to you. Madrid to, to well, Newcastle. Yeah, I think it's you know for for twelve million pound. I think it's a good it's signing for Newcastle. For 12, isn't it? For, yeah, yeah. For, a brilliant signing for Newcastle. He comes with a wealth of, wealth of experience. You know, he's a former well former. England international, if you want, I suppose, um, might turn up. Oh, he's, he's in England international. Let's say, you know, yeah. let's let, let, let's say that. Um, he, like I said, he comes with a wealth of experience. He's got Premier League experience as well for his time at um, Tottenham. So, a good sort of, for twelve million pounds. I mean, you know, if I think I think if um, we're going to be honest with ourselves, if Arsenal needed a backup right back, a backup right back. Now I'm talking that, about, and we were we were offered Trippier for twelve million. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. So, I mean, he goes straight into that Newcastle side. Oh, he'll go straight 100%. in, um, and he'll bring a wealth of experience to him. And 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 you know, we'll add we'll add a bit of shore up to their backline. I mean, Newcastle linked with Abamyang. Um, they're linked with uh, Al Nenny from Arsenal as well, and Abamyang. I'll drive them both there myself um, <laughs> if they want them. They can they they can have them. So, I think we're starting to see 
you know, I've, I'm, we're starting to see a little bit of power from Newcastle. All right, it's only Kieran Trippier, but you know, it's a big somewhere. name. It's a big yeah, name, yeah. and you've got to, you know, you've got to start somewhere. Um, again, and I think you know, the key, the key for Newcastle is, I think it's been blatant for years how bad that Newcastle defence is. Yeah. Been. So yeah. the obvious solution for them is to shore that up, and I agree. With you. I think it's it's a it's a very solid transfer from them. Um, like you say, England international Champions League experience, a lot of Premier League experience. It's a no-brainer. Well, he's got your what are your thoughts on it. Sorry, Craig, go on, mate. No, sorry, I was going to say he's got a lot of experience losing the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, my thoughts on it. I, I was in the same camp as you, Jake. To be honest with you, at first I thought that it was a bit of a strange rumor. Um, it was obvious that the defence was where Newcastle needed to needed to strengthen. I think a lot of people kind of got caught up in the, well, now look how much money they've got. They're going to get Mbappe, Haaland and all yeah. of these incredible forwards. But you could score all the goals in the world. <laughs> if you can't keep if you can't keep the defence shut, then you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. So I think it, it makes sense to go in for a defender it's a good defender, an experienced defender, as we've said. Whether a right back is necessarily the place that they really need to strengthen. I mean, you've got Kieran Clark and uh, what's the other one? Lascelles, the the two centre halves at the minute. I think that's where I'd it's be leaky, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> that's where I'd be looking to cover up first off. But it's a starting point. If they're going to get a, a couple more centre backs, or at least one more centre back in this win in this window, then fair, fair enough. But I think a right back at the minute to be the first one, I find a bit strange. But obviously, they Newcastle will have some idea of what they're doing. I'm sure that they will strengthen that centre back position because, in my opinion, that's the where that's the one area that, that they really do need need reinforcements yeah I couldn't agree more their they're centre back pairing you know it, it doesn't fill anyone with confidence I imagine never mind the Newcastle fans but staying sort of on Newcastle lads Craig I'll come back to you who who else do you sort of think that Newcastle realistically could probably get in this window and, and what sort of fees do you think that they'll be throwing well, I mean, they could, in, in they could have a Bamiang they could have a Bamiang for 100 mil <laughs> <laughs> They can have Elneny for 50 mil. No. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> players, do you know what, right? We signed Mohamed Elneny for 5 million pounds. 5 million great British pounds. And he has repaid that fee over and over and over again. He's a squad player at Arsenal. He's a fringe player at Arsenal. But I t- let me tell you something. That boy works his socks off every time he plays, whether he starts, whether he comes on as a sub. Yes, he's not the most t- technically gifted footballer. But he gives you everything. Now, I think Mohamed Aneni would be a fantastic signing for Newcastle United. When we talk about shoring up defences, sometimes you have to shore up what's in front of them as well, um, you know, to, to give them a bit of confidence. So I think Mohamed Aneni, a player like Mohamed Aneni, would do a world of good at Newcastle United. Um, they're the kind of players they they're the kind of players I think they should be looking at. Do they, you know, do they need anyone up front? They might want another striker. That's St. Maximin seems to be. Um, always injured every time I watch Newcastle he goes down and he's injured all the time yeah. um, but, I mean they should be probably should be looking to bring someone in to, to cover him as well but if, if I look at Newcastle they ain't they haven't got a bad they haven't got a bad team I don't think they've got a bad team I just think I just think they've been coached poorly um, over the last few years and I've re- I really believe that Eddie Howe will will bring some stability to Newcastle I really do I like Eddie Howe I really do and he's not mm. He's not a bad manager either. You don't do what he's done in football um, if you're a bad manager. Yeah. And um, I, I really believe that once he's been there, I mean, what's he been there for what? Five, six weeks? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it? it's so short, such a short time. Let's see where let's see where he's at in six months' time if, he's, if he gets given some money um, and, and uh, they go on. I mean, what about, I mean, what about Jack Wilshere? Jack Wilshere is at Arsenal training. Yeah. Fit as a fiddle, ready to go. I mean, there's rumours that they're going to Arsenal are even going to offer him a pay-to-play deal. Um, mm. So what you know, as, as covering the middle there. So I mean, if Arsenal are willing, now they're only rumours, but I mean, if someone is at Arsenal is willing to give Jack Wilshere a go in the Arsenal team, then surely a player like Jack Wilshere could go up to Newcastle and do a job. Surely. Yeah. I mean, he brings you know again experience and quality into a side that is sort of a bit lacking in that, but. 
Yeah, Wilshire, you know, like you say, there's an, there's an option there if he is if he's fit and he's he's ready to play again. I yeah, well he's fit, why. ready to play. I mean, I've been I've been watching some of the training videos. He's hundred percent fit. He looks great. Um he looks ready to rock. I mean, and, he, and he's a free agent. So, you know, yeah. he's a free agent gonna cost nothing. Like you say, it was pay 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 as you play as well. It's yeah. It's, it's a bit of an I think we'll see a lot more of those we'll, we'll see a lot more of those contracts in the future, I reckon. Yeah, like these pay I, as I you play deals, he, you know. Especially what's happening around you know, especially what's happening around at Arsenal. I mean, we've had two Two players now, really, who have come and signed for the Arsenal, got their money, and as soon as they've signed on the dotted line, not interested anymore. And that will be Mercer mm. Ozil and um, Pierre uh, uh, Bamian. I can't say his full do, name. Do you uh, <laughs> do you think Bamian will go this week? Oh, of course, oh, 100%. I think he'll 100%. go in the summer. He's gone. He's gone, 100%. He played his last Arsenal game weeks ago. 100% gone. He'll never play for Arsenal again. Ellie, would you have a Bamian get Villa? I wouldn't, no. I really wouldn't. He he brings too much. Yeah, yeah. He really is. He he just brings too much of a package, mm. and the ethos of Villa at the minute is bringing good guys. You want you yeah. want good you want good people as well as good footballers. Obviously, you know you've got Tyrone Mings doing fantastic things outside of football as well. Ollie Watkins is another one doing fantastic things outside of football. These are the players that Villa uh, are looking at now. Aubameyang is way too much of a risk. It, what he's done in his career previously with Dortmund, with Arsenal, of course, it, he's he's been fantastic. But what he brings now is just way too much trouble for yeah. Villa, I mean, certainly, and I think most Premier League clubs, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I have a couple of friends there on Twitter who, who, you know, we follow each other on Twitter and they're actually Borussia Dortmund fans. And when we signed him, they were like DMing me going, mate, he's bad news. He's bad news. And I was like, no, you're only saying that because you're, you're only saying that because he's leaving this, that and the other. You know, for the first, for the first two years of his contract, I'd be saying, what are you going on about? But I think he's one of these players that he's the only Arsenal player you see on social media posing on front of a bonnet of a Ferrari and yeah. eating gold tomahawk steaks and you know, <laughs> this this kind of this kind of rubbish. You know? He, he's a he's he's a he's a spice boy. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And and, and he, 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 he craves the attention up, and he, he it gets, seems like he's more of a social media influencer yeah, absolutely. nowadays. And yeah. his brother don't help either. His brother don't no. help either. He's you know any social media his brother puts up Obama Yang's in it. They're driving in a car with the roof down in Dubai or something, and you know they're whistling at girls and all this kind of stuff. You know, he's got he's got a footy game like two days later. And yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, do you know, like, <laughs> you can't. And, and and what done it for me was obviously when he turned up late to the North London derby. Yeah, and I know he blamed it on traffic. Well. Yeah, captain. captain North London derby late gets dropped. I think Mikhail Arteta is great for doing stuff like that because it 100%. sends a message down the line if you mess about. You've got. You, I'll just get rid of you. And I think like that message. Say, I, I think. I think that's a, a big, a big statement as well. A player of like the Bamiyang sort of status in the squad and, and the wages on that Arteta is not afraid to turn around mm. and say, "Gone, you're yep. on the squad." I don't care how good you are. I don't care how many goals you scored. If you like mess about in my squad, then you're out. And it, it, yep. it's as simple as that. And I, I agree with you. I think it's a. It, it takes a lot of balls to do it, but. It's a great, it's a great message to the younger players as well. Yeah. Like, I don't want my career to to go that way because I'll be phased out by the time I'm thirty. You know? Yeah, exactly. My, my career will be over uh, mm. effectively. Um, so yeah, I agree with you, man. I think I think Aubameyang's kicked his lap off for Arsenal, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him just leaving in January. But wherever he goes, I, can't I don't think. Really, I mean, he would be a good signing. He'd be a good signing for Newcastle. But will he will he will he stay in the prem? I don't know. Will he go back abroad? Will he go back to the sun? Will Italy, he, you know maybe. I, mean? I think. Yeah, Juventus. I think of Juventus are interested in him. I think Barcelona have even made a little bit of interest in him. Doesn't surprise um, me in the slightest. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, look wherever he goes. Good luck to him in that. But thank, thanks for everything you've done. Thanks for the FA Cup final. Later. See ya. <laughs> yeah, not worth not worth the aggro <clears throat> at all. Uh, Billy, you mentioned uh, someone earlier as well. Luca Dean has been rumoured mm-hmm. to be leaving Everton. Billy, what rumours did you uh, see about Luca Dean? Um, I think he's been linked with a fair few clubs. Chelsea, Newcastle, Villa have been in there as well. I've also heard West Ham's name be bandied about a bit. 
Um, apparently, according to the man, the myth, the legend, Fabrizio Romano, he's ruled himself out of the uh, Newcastle deal. He wants to live down south, apparently, um, which doesn't surprise me. Um, would I take him at Villa? I think I I would. He's a he's a he's an upgrade on Matt Target. However, I don't think we'll go for him. Um, I think this, for me personally, has Chelsea written all over it. They don't have um, Ben Chilwell for the rest Alonso of the season. Got the mustard, really, does he? Alonso's a bit slow. He's not. He's not. He's he's not good enough for that Chelsea side, particularly at the moment as well. Mm. And I think Dini just suits them as well. He's got that wonderful effort, as the commentators like to say so often. Um, yeah, I, I just think he's a very good fit for Chelsea. He doesn't necessarily have to be a particularly good defender for Chelsea either, because I, I think that's a big big thing with him in Everton. I was I was never a fan of his defending as such. I thought going forward, he's fantastic. He can whip those balls into the box all day long, but he just can't defend. And for a team like Villa, for a team like Everton, for a team like Newcastle, you're going to have to defend. Mm-hmm. He doesn't necessarily have to do that at Chelsea. So for me, I think this one's got Chelsea written all over it personally. Craig, where do you see? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, B- Billy Billy took the words right out of my mouth. You know, Ben, ben Chilwell being injured, I, mm-hmm. I can only see one destination for him, really. And and he's right, Chelsea. Um, again, another good player. Uh, is he the big? You know, is he a big fish in a? Is he a big fish in the small pond at Everton? Um, sometimes when these players are in that position and they go to a player and when they go to a club, and they be, they become the small fish um, in 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 the bigger pond. Things don't quite work out for him, so I think he'll have to have a think about where he where it is and where he wants to go. Because this, I mean, how old is he? He's twenty nine. Twenty nine. This probably be his last move. Yeah. This will probably be his last move. So he'd have to have a you know he'd have to have a good think about where he's going. But yeah, I, I agree with Billy, hundred and ten percent. I can only see one place for him, and that's Chelsea. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think if he's going to go anywhere, it will be Chelsea. But it's quite funny to see the Everton fans who. Sort of proclaimed him the, the world's best left back <laughs> only six months ago. Now, now he can't defend, he can't attack, he, he's useless yeah. on the ball and stuff. It, it's quite funny. I've got a lot to do with that. I think probably what a, a lot to do with that is obviously what's happening at Everton. They're not great, are they? Um, I think they've I only do, got one that one. I do want to come on to Everton actually? Oh, sorry, go for it. Craig, sorry, you just took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> um, the, the, the Everton situation, I think, uh, is a big talking point. Um, as a Liverpool fan, a lot of my family are Evertonians, and my cousin's a season ticket holder, and, and he was—he's one of these ones who doesn't sort of get on the back of the manager. And, and he, but even he sort of lost patience. Now he's like, you know, he was at the Brighton game. He said, "Yeah, if, if, I don't see how he can survive." And where do you think, Craig, it's gone wrong for Rafa Evan? Do you think it's—it's it's the fact that? You know, Ancelotti and previous managers have had all the money to spend and he's had nothing. Do you think it's the players? Do you think it's Rafa at Everton? Or do you think yeah. it's sort of a, a combination of all of them? I think, I think it could be a bit of a combination of them all. But I think the big one for me is like a, you know, a big one for me is football fans can be so, so fickle at times. And what I can remember, me included, massively. But I can remember when Rafa Benitez was, um, you know, um, given the job at Everton, there was a big sign put outside Goodison Park saying no copites here or whatever. Um, so straight away, the fans are going to get on his back. The players are going to see that. You know, there's got to be some kind of culture in, within Everton about Liverpool, you know, mm. being their biggest rivals and this, that and the other. But I just think he's outdated now, Jake. I just, he's, he's, he, he, he he was a great, great manager in the Premier League and has done a lot in the Premier League. He was one of the Premier League's best managers. Um, if he if he'd have stayed away, but he made that he made that call that he wanted to come back and that he wanted to go to Everton because he felt that he could still do it in the Premier League. Well, they've had one in win in twelve, I think. Is it? I think it's something like that. It's, yeah, it's and that was against that, anyway. that was against the mighty Arsenal. They beat them. They beat them at Goodison Park and thoroughly deserved a win. And when I was watching that game. I actually sat back afterwards and thought, oh, here we go now. That's a turning point now for Everton. They played really well. They battered you in that game Absolutely played us off the park. Played very well. Played lovely football. 
Um, I'm really impressed with some of their players. That, is it um, Dimitri Gray? Is it up front? Damari Gray. Damari Gray. One, 1.5 million he cost. Yeah, well, exactly. Do you know? Incredible. I thought he played really, really well. Seamus Coleman was a beast that night. Pickford was a beast that night. Like, I sat back and said, right, that's, that's Everton's turning point now. Mm. But how wrong was I? They just went, they've just gone on this abysmal so run. Well, yeah. yeah, they just cannot yeah. win a game of football. And I don't know if the player's down tools. Um, have the players down tools on him I don't know but um, it's one thing's for sure it's not working out for him there I can't I don't think he'll be there in the summer I think he'll get the boot um, especially um, how long till their new ground's ready how long will that be how long is that 10 years about 10 years yeah <laughs> um, I haven't really been up on it I mean I, I, I was I was wondering what, is it going to be ready in the next couple of years you know I mean he won't be there for that I mean it's going to be a new era ever and when that, when that changes when they change ground um Rafa Benitez in there probably not if it was going to be in the next couple of years but yeah he just can't he can't buy a win can he and um, I, I think the players have down tools on him Jake and uh, yeah. for, for, for him the, the the quicker he gets out of there the better really All right, Billy what, what about you mate what are your thoughts on Everton before, before I give my take yeah I completely agree with Craig I think the appointment in the first place was a very very risky one mm-hmm. um, like Craig said <laughs> the the day side those signs outside of Goodison Park saying no copites welcome or whatever it was and you just knew from there that it was going to be a very very bumpy road I think he started off fairly decent didn't he at the beginning yeah. of the season started quite well yeah they did but I, I think one of the turning points and one thing that really hasn't helped him is Calvert Lewin being out injured, I think he's he's a massive, massive loss yeah, for good them. Shout, yeah. And I think without without him, they struggle anyway. Richarlison's also been out injured. He was also at the Olympics. It, I think without them two in particular, it doesn't matter how good your t- the rest of your team is. But if you don't have your main focal point strikers, then you're always going to struggle. Um, with Calvert Lewin coming back now. I'll be really interested, although he missed the penalty, didn't he, the other day. I'll be really interested to see how they how they progress now. I think they've got a decent run of fixtures as well. So whether Rafa and Everton can turn this round remains to be seen. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not the cheeriest of places, is it? <laughs> no, no, I have to agree with you. Um, to be honest, mate, I, I, I agree with both of you massively. I think... You know, no Calvert-Lewin for the majority of the games. It's always, like, it's always going to hurt you. No Richarlison. And when he has played, he, he has looked pretty tired. He's had a busy old couple of years. You know, having to play Salomon Rondon. When Salomon Rondon in in 2021 yeah. or at slash two is, is your main focal point up front, there's something wrong. I remember like when he first started playing him and he kept saying he's not match fit, he's not match fit. And, you know, this is like eight weeks into playing. Yeah. Like, if you're not match fit now... You're never going to be match fit. He <laughs> played like eight games on the spin. Like yeah. he's clearly not up to it anymore. But I think that the I, I agree with you, Craig, as well. Rafa, I think Rafa's a bit outdated now. You know, at, at Liverpool, and I, I remember when we, we we got him at Liverpool. You know, when he was at Valencia, he, it was revolutionary. The sort of the mm. things he was doing there, you know, winning the league there, winning the UEFA Cup, come to Liverpool, won the Champions League won the FA Cup and then it started to go downhill from there after that and Newcastle he did an okay job I know a lot of Newcastle fans were very sad to see him go and I understand why you know when Steve Bruce comes in after but (laughs) (laughs) uh, well if you if you sit down and think about it right all these there's a load of managers that you could name right now that have come to the Premier League and and have stayed have stayed in their ways now it happened to Arsene Wenger Arsene Wenger came into the Arsene Wenger came to the Premier League, right? And he was ten years in front of any manager when he first turned up. But unfortunately for Arsene Wenger, by the time he left Arsenal, he was twenty five years behind yeah. the best manager in the Premier League. They come. The thing with what happened with Arsene Wenger is he came into the Premier League, revolutionised the game, the whole game in England. Mm-hmm. Yeah, diets, you know, training methods, this, that, and the other. Then you start getting in the newer managers like the Jose Mourinho turns up um, and starts, you know, knocking knocking people off their perches with his with his revolutionary special one tactics and stuff like that. But you get managers like Arsene Wenger who say, "Right, I'm not going to change my ways. Mm. You know, my my ways are still going to work. 
But what happens is if you don't keep up with it, you know, the, the tactics and what's going on, you're, you're done. Like, yeah. uh, Ancelotti came over, done an all right job. Uh, again, was in Italy, won everything you can win, comes to the Premier League, struggles. You've yeah. got um, Tuchel, uh, Tuchel comes in, a younger manager, and, and changes Chelsea within three weeks because mm-hmm. they're not running on these outdated tactics mm-hmm. anymore. You've got, what's his name now at Spurs? Conte, is it? Conte, I think if you remember yeah. six weeks ago, I told you all he's going to struggle. What's he, he's struggling, yeah. struggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were awful last night against um, Chelsea. I watched, yeah, you know, yeah. I watched the second half. They were rubbish. Um, so I think a lot of it to do with the, out, the, the outdated example I use is that I think the Premier League has moved on from all the other leagues yeah. um, around the world. So if you've managed in Italy, you can't come to the Premier League and put your tactics into a club that you were successful with in Italy or Spain. because so the... long, doesn't it? Exactly, so exactly. Long. Before someone else comes along and changes it up, you've got yeah. to move with the times, you know? Yeah, that's it, that's it mate. And, you know, go back to, to sort of Wenger. Gerard Houllier did the same thing. Liverpool came in, revolutionised yeah. the club and completely changed it. But, you know, going back to, to Benitez and again there, you know, when Liverpool played Benitez as Valencia, we got absolutely battered by them, mm. absolutely destroyed, or played off the park. And then when Liverpool got him in, Rafa played that style, it worked, and then it started to not work. And yeah. he's not changed his style of play no. since what being at Liverpool. And it's so blatantly obvious. And I think what Everton fans are realising now is the sort of the frustration that Liverpool had is, you know, he won't, he just won't change his tactics. He won't make subs early. If it's going wrong, he's like, no, they're my 11, they will play, you know, and I, I think Everton fans are fed up with it. And, and I think rightly so as well. You know, he's an ex-Liverpool yeah. manager and he's come in under huge pressure. He's not spent any money because the money's not there to spend. You know, all the players have been injured and they've been on an absolutely dreadful amount of form and, and, and getting battered in the derby. You know, that's inexcusable. That's a sackable offence by itself as far mm. as Everton fans are concerned. Yeah. So I, I think... I agree. I don't think he'll be there in the summer. I think he'll be gone by then. Um, I've seen rumours that that Rooney is in the line to take over uh, if he does go and bring Duncan Ferguson back as his number two. Mm. So that'll be an interesting one. That'll be very interesting. But yeah. I, I don't know whether he would leave Derby halfway through a season. I think what he's got with Derby, although all of the troubles that Derby have had, on the pitch, they are performing fantastically, and they're, they're doing, doing what well. they need. They're doing yeah. what they need to do to stay up. And with all of the troubles, it's very easily easy for someone to put their hands up and go, "Look, I can't take this club any further. Yeah. I need to get out of here." And he could quite easily have done that on many occasions, but he's st- yeah. he's stuck with them. He's stuck by them, and they're getting very good results on the pitch. And that. If you take away, I think it's 21 points they've been deducted. If you take that away, they're a mid-table championship side. So what what um, Rudy's doing there is very special. And whether he would leave halfway through a season, I'm not so sure. Maybe at the end of the season, he may he may put his hands up and go, "Look, I've done. I've tr- we've tried my best. I've got this offer now from Everton or from wherever. I need to move on to for my own managerial career." I, I don't think he would leave halfway through a season, if I'm being honest. I'd play devil's advocate to that and think that he will. He would. Um, I think if Everton came calling for him as manager halfway through the season, he'd have to seriously consider it. And if I was a yeah. Derby fan, he'd go with my blessing. Mm. Absolutely yeah. go with my blessing. Because what he's done for Derby County and the loyalty he's shown to Derby County has been second to none. And to be honest with you, it's very, very, very rare you see a fella stick by a club um, that have got no money they haven't paid his wages for God knows how long. They've been deducted 21 points. So if Everton came looking for Rooney, I think he would be very, very silly to turn it down. And again, I might be wrong if there's any Derby fans listening. Um, if I was a Derby fan, it, uh, yeah, he'd go with my blessing. And, you know, thank you very much, Wayne. Thanks for everything you've done. Go on, son. Go and, Absolutely. You know, go and do what you've got to do. And if he did turn up at Everton, imagine... The, you know, Everton Football Club just flips. It goes from being a depressed club that are not winning games. All of a sudden, you know, their prodigal son is back. He's manager. Imagine the lift that Everton would get, mm. and the fact that you know the the um, the welcome back he'd get would be phenomenal. Mm. Um, so yeah. Wayne Rooney's a massive shout to to be manager mm. of Everton. Massive. 
I agree. I think I think Rooney's got a real chance, and and what he's done at Derby, like you, you've both, you've both, you know, you've both commented on it. He's done a great job there. Mm. I mean, their situation is absolutely diabolical. Yeah. What was it in the summer? They had like four players or something yeah. stupid yeah. like yeah. that. And, it was like four yeah, no, first team players. And, yeah. You know, no wages. No, no, no. I mean, he wasn't getting paid. He was paying the. Was he paying the players or the staff himself or, or something? Yeah, like that. something like that. You know, yeah. he, he was. He's done a wonderful job there, Craig. And like you said, if I was a Derby fan and Everton came calling for him, you know, it's his boyhood club, mm. you'd, 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 you'd have to sort of, you'd, you'd wouldn't stand in his way and, and expect him to, to stay and get relegated to League One with Derby. You'd, you'd go with your blessing when you've made yeah, a cracking job for Absolutely. Um, but I think Rooney would be a, a great, again, a great shout for Everton. But, you know, say, say Rooney wasn't on the radar, who would Everton realistically be looking at to get as a manager? Billy, I'll start with you. Who would who would you think Everton could, could realistically, you know, Ancelotti, Benitez? Mm. Not gonna, they're not gonna go Steve Bruce or anything. <laughs> down the Bruce. No, area. it's it's a really tough question to to answer because mm. there aren't many managers about these days, or at, uh, particularly at the moment. I think we were really lucky getting Steven Gerrard when we did, although I was a bit apprehensive at first what he's done since he's come in and the games that he's won mm. have been, he, he's just been fantastic for us. And I think we were really lucky to get him when we did. Besides that though, there really aren't many, many options. So it it, it really is a hard one to answer. And I, I wish I could give you a couple of names, but I, I just don't know. Is this, I'm like, it's just well. I'm, I'm like Billy. It, I don't think it'll come for it. Like it wouldn't come internally from the Premier League. I don't think. I don't think there's any manager in the Premier League that would that would say, "Yeah, yeah, go on, I'll go to Everton." Um, at the moment, if you if you look if you look through the league and look at all the managers, could you name one that could possibly go to Everton? No. I, I don't think you could. I don't think you could. Um, so that's why I, I think Rooney and you know it will be top of their list. If not now. Definitely in summer, I think Rooney will be will be top of that Absolutely. sort of that list, and maybe you know they'll get Duncan Ferguson back as, as a caretaker. Or something. <laughs> I think I think that'll probably be what Everton will be looking at. Um, but like you say, lads, there's no one there's no one out there you could, you could realistically say will go to Everton and, and, and make them better and improve them. Um, I I certainly don't see anyone uh, coming in. Mm-hmm. So, so I think what what one thing with Everton is. The, I suppose it's kind of similar to Villa, um, but you want someone who's ready to go, who's got that Premier League experience. At least, I know Wayne Rooney's not managed in the Premier League before, but he's played a very long time in the Premier League. He knows what it's about. He knows the Premier League inside out. Mm. So I think someone like that would be a decent appointment. Going straight from abroad, picking a random name out of a hat, with the very few names that are in the hat, it's a massive, massive risk. So I think Rooney is a very good shout. And I think only the real only possibility, there just really isn't anyone out there. And like I say, with with a team like Everton, you want someone who's got that Premier League experience to Mm -hmm. lift the club, to come in and start winning games. And you just can't guarantee that with a foreign or European manager. And it's not. It's not only that Wayne Rooney would be, you know, a massive, a massive appointment for them in the sense that he would have learned off Alex Ferguson. You know, mm. he's been in the changing room of Alex Ferguson. So I think if Wayne Rooney turns up at Everton, he'll get the respect of the players straight away. Um, straight away. You know, they'll recognise. They'll recognise who he is. They'll recognise that he's a. You know, he's an Everton. I don't know. Is he an Everton legend? I suppose he is. Is he? he you know, he yeah, must be. Um, he is. But to you know, to have a fella, to have a fella on the sideline, it don't always work because I mean, Roy Keane, you know, tried his hand at managing, and okay, he got Sunderland up. That was probably his biggest, you know, his his biggest managerial honour um, was get to get Sunderland up. He went to Ipswich, nearly relegated them, um, and then he, I think he had a couple of stints somewhere else before he came back and, and was assistant manager at Ireland uh, for the international assistant manager with Villa for a bit as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, assistant. So. I know it doesn't always um, um, always work, but I think with Wayne Rooney, you can see that I think it has. And I think that he has learned a yeah. lot from Alex Ferguson because of what he's doing at Derby and the job that he's doing at Derby. So if I was an Everton fan and he turned up, you know, I woke up tomorrow morning and I saw that he was our new manager. I mean, you're going to rejoice. The, yeah. the atmosphere, like I said earlier, the atmosphere changes straight away. 
Everyone's talking again. Yeah. Everyone's interested in going to football. Everyone's interested in getting in the ground to support Everton. The players are going to want to impress him. So it's a no-brainer. It's also the name as well. Same yeah. with Stephen Gerrard. Same you know? with the Gerrard. We're, yeah. we're, we're now linked with Philippe Coutinho. You told me three years ago we'd have been linked with Philippe Coutinho. I'll, I'll slap you around the face. <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> you told me last year we're getting linked with Philippe Coutinho and I'll slap you around the face. But it it's that name that Wayne Rooney, Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard as well to a certain extent can bring with him and yeah, I think it would be a very good appointment for for Everton if they could get Rooney. Actually, now you say that, now you just said a name there Lampard, that could quite yeah. easily slip in there. Yeah. Frank Lampard, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was off the radar there for us, but Frank Lampard. I mean, yeah, again, you know, another manager with experience, with a bit of experience and a, and a bit yeah. of clout. So yeah, but Frank Lampard could certainly go in there and do a job. Yeah, the, you know that that is potentially another option as well. Lampard, like you said, didn't even think about uh, <laughs> didn't even think about him. <laughs> Poor old Frank. Yeah, poor Frank. But <laughs> but no, lads. Um, is there anything else that you want to sort of raise while we're we're podding? Or if not, I'm happy to end here. But if there's anything else, say your piece. Not from me, mate. No, there is a there is one actually. Quickly, um, Fiorentina have just signed Piatek from oh, yeah. Berlin. Mm-hmm. There's that young lad. Uh, Valhovic, I think Vlahovic. Yeah. I don't know how you pronounce his name. Um, who's supposed to be linked with Arsenal? So I just wanted to quickly uh, get Craig's thoughts. He's twenty-one. Yeah, nineteen goals, nineteen goals and assists in twenty games. So do my research. Um, <laughs> it's the Italian league. Him, it? It's the Italian yeah. league. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, look, I don't know much about him. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I do because I don't. Um, I understand from his stats and I understand from other people telling me, I mean, like Harry, um, who's on the same old part, same old Arsenal podcast with us, he's into Serie A in a big way. And like, he's like, oh, bring him, bring him, you know? So mm. if, you know, if, if someone like that is, is singing his praises, then you must have a little bit, you must have a little bit about him. And of course, it's a nice record, but the only thing that... The only thing that sets me back a little bit is that it's the Italian league, um, which I don't really rate, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I don't watch it. I might watch the goals on, on a Sunday afternoon if there's a show on showing, you know, BT Sport do some Italian show, don't they? And I'll, I'll watch it. But we need a striker uh, and we need a big striker and he's a big striker. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. But yeah, no. Again, you know the goals. The goals are very impressive. But again, the caveat that little that little caveat is, is the yeah. Italian league, isn't it? You know, it's like Lukaku. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. laughed at me. People laughed at me when I said Lukaku will flop. Oh no, 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 no way, no way. He's immense. He's immense. What's he done? Except yeah. upset everyone and wants to go back to Inter Milan. Yeah, he can always game. score against the Villa, though. He can yeah. always score against the Villa. But he hasn't in no way, in no way, shape or form, as he lived up to He's his expectations. He's not no, improved them. He's not improved them at all. No. Yeah. No. I watched him last night. Hard to think, isn't it, after Timo Werner last season, bless him. I, I watched Lukaku last night <laughs> playing football and it looked like someone had given a football to a baby giraffe. Mm. <laughs> That's what it looked, yeah. every time he got the ball, he can't control it. He can't, you know, it's every time the ball went near him, it was a disaster. Mm. So, yeah. but then have a look at his highlights from Italy. He's banging him in left, right, well, and centre. Class, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, 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 he's almost he's almost gone back to the Lukaku of his, his, his uh, Man United days, hasn't he? Where yeah. his first touch is awful and mm. he looks slow, he looks heavy, he just like, looks like he can't be asked. And I, I, yeah. I think he wants to go back to Italy because he's almost played half speed in Italy. Yeah, the game. It, it's, he's having a he's having a meme made out of himself as well again over over in England, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's turned himself. He was a meme at United, and it's getting that way again at Chelsea. And it's it's sad to see. I I don't really like. I do like Lukaku as as a person. I think he's a decent footballer as well. Always scores against Villa, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 just not working out for him, is it? No, it's just no, not working it, out for him a bit. It really isn't, and you know Chelsea. Chelsea struggled for a striker for a bit of a while, really. Um, mm-hmm. You know, since since Costa, I think I can't I can't think of a Chelsea striker that's really set the world on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved him. 
I loved him. Costa. Yeah, he was. A, oh, yeah, he, was good. He, he, he was a, he was a he shit was a, house as well, wasn't he? Oh, he was. But like, <laughs> people used to say, oh, he used to say, I'd love him at Arsenal. And people used to mm. say, but he's, yeah, like Jake used to say, like Jake just said, there, he's a shit house. He's a shit you house. Need that? I know, I know, but he'd be our shit house. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do, do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I loved him. I loved the way he got in people's heads, even before a ball yeah. was kicked. And just made yeah. the game so he, he he made it look so easy, and the way he got into people's heads before the game was just like it, 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 he, he like I said, he'd won the battle with the defenders before he'd even kicked the ball, yeah. um, yeah. and that's the kind of player he won. I like like, like I say, I, he he was a bastard, but um, he was a, a think, good bastard. Every side, <laughs> every side needs yeah. one. Yeah, don't they? It's like I see a lot of a lot of hate towards Andy Robertson on, on social media. You know, oh, he's, a, he's a dickhead, and he, you know, he just shouts at people. But yeah, he does, and it, and it works clearly. Yeah, yeah. pissed yeah. off about it. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, if I'm the same though, if he was on an, an opposition side, I'd be like, oh, he's a prick, but he's our prick, and we, yeah, yeah, yeah. like exactly. You can say the same about Emmy Martinez as well what he yeah, did for yeah. that United penalty telling Ronaldo to take it instead of Bruno and then doing that little, dance, little dance in front of the United yeah. fans they were it was it was just brilliant if that was against Villa you'd oh, you'd absolutely you'd just rage wouldn't you you'd just have this fuel of hatred just come over you um, but yeah he's our he's our little shit <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah every every great side needs needs a player like yeah. that and you look throughout history and they all have had one of those players but lads it is uh, it's been a pleasure to, to chat with you today um, thank you both Craig and Billy and for everybody uh, on social media don't forget to look on our, our Twitter Instagram Facebook pages for our um, Calm uh special shirt that we're running all the proceeds go to, to go to calm so if you want to have a little look at that uh, if you want to place an order for one of our our custom football shirts then just dm us on any of those sites and, and we'll get back to you with with sizings and prices etc lads thank you very much it's been a pleasure to everyone listening and watching thank you and cheery bye find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.